Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these episodes are about some remarkable people who I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Today, the challenges of a monthly headache. Karen was a 26-year-old woman when I first met her in the clinic over in family medicine, where I'd been called to address a patient with intractable head pain, vomiting, and photophobia, as well as light sensitivity, who had come in over the past few hours. The intern who was seeing the patient had been concerned that she was having a seizure or other relatively acute event. Apparently, the intern had walked into the room to see the patient as she had begun vomiting, and between the heaves, the patient was complaining how severely her head hurt and that she was severely nauseated. Reflexly, the team called neuro emergently to determine if something more acute was going on and what further workup might be necessary in the situation. This wasn't uncommon, since at the time even interns were expected to do primary care clinics early on in their training, and while attendings were present to help guide care, usually there was a wait since only one or two attendings were covering the entire clinics with multitudes of trainees seeing patients. When I arrived, the room had nothing but a small desk light on, and I could hear the groans of the poor patient from outside the room as I spoke quietly to the intern who'd called me. The intern, who was a soft-spoken but clearly very bright individual, relayed to me what she had observed during the initial encounter, from the vomiting to the patient seemingly predominantly holding the right side of her head and the severe light sensitivity, wherein turning off the lights helped the patient substantially. She also relayed to me that while she had attempted to listen to the patient's hearts and lung to some success and even had gotten a blood pressure, which was elevated, She had demurred on further examination so that I could do that and make the patient the least uncomfortable as possible. The intern also asked if she could watch as I did a neurologic examination, to which, of course, I agreed. Into the examination room and gently addressed the patient, introducing myself and trying to ask very directed questions regarding her pain, onset, character, and history in the past. She replied in fairly short sentences, but with no evidence of complications such as an aphasia or misunderstanding of what was being said. Her examination was mostly normal, but it was not possible to evaluate either the inside of her eyes, what we call the fundi, nor accommodation to close objects with her pupils. However, her eyes did respond to light fleetingly until the patient shut her eyes and forcibly pushed the light away. In fact, her exam and history were very consistent with migraine, including a history as a child of having what was called at the time by the patient's mother, schoolgirl pain, where the patient would have random, severe abdominal pains, which prevented her from either wanting to or attending school on the days that she was experiencing these events. Moreover, the patient also described getting easily seasick, as well as car sick, over the drives that sometimes the family did from Michigan to Kentucky, just adjacent to Cincinnati, As she grew older, the abdominal pain decreased, and she'd get severe, throbbing headaches consistently on the right side of her head, which then spread to the entirety of her cranium. She was absolutely able to identify two associated events for these headaches. Every time she had red wine, especially a Cabernet, which would get a headache later on in the night, causing her to vomit and making her a white wine drinker, as well as 24 hours into her menses, where she could feel that she was going to have a very bad headache, peaking with her abdominal cramps. She used ibuprofen for this, which helped the cramps, 
but not the headaches so much. The intern and I were able to get this story and examination from the patient over about a 15 minute time period. I knew this was the time to start teaching. So what do you think? I asked the intern, who had a scrunched up look on her face. You've got a patient with a history of abdominal pain as a kid. She's had issues with motion sickness as well. She's now sensitive to red wine and she's having headaches at the time of menses. Localization of the problem, possible pathologies, evaluation. What do you think we should do about this? The intern was silent for a moment and then noted, well, it sure sounds like a migraine. Everything points to that. Was there anything specific on her neuro exam? I relayed there was not and acknowledged the question. So, there's really no need to get a CT scan, right? I mean, that's what they tell us here. I nodded. I'm not sure what to do, though. Headaches at least once a month? Not sure here. I nodded again, acknowledging the question that was implicit in her statement. I told the intern that she was quite impressive with her knowledge of migraines, after which she interrupted me. My father is a neurologist, so just so that you know, she admitted, smiling. Seems like everybody in our family has migraines. I smiled. That's pretty typical of the standard neurology family. Well, I agree with you. It's almost for sure they are migraines, in this case, catamenial migraines, ones that occur at menses. These typically aren't the ones I treat with prophylactic medications daily, but perhaps only at the time of her period. But we should do something for her now, don't you think? The intern agreed, and we ordered some anti-nausea medications, as well as some non-narcotic other medications to address the patient's pain. Over the next 45 minutes, the patient began to be able to converse more easily with less pain, and relayed that most of her previous doctors had just suggested to increase the ibuprofen when the pain was becoming worse, but it really hadn't helped. I just got used to taking time off work or not scheduling myself at those times, Karen said. Luckily, Karen had been working for the family business and was able to get the time off. But you know, everyone just said this was a very bad period thing and that the pills for the cramps should work, the patient noted somewhat bitterly. I don't think they really knew what it was like. I explained to Karen that this was probably due to the menses, but that it wasn't necessarily going to respond to ibuprofen, or at least alone. She may need combination medications. We can set you up for some treatments during your menses, but you need to let us know if you want to get pregnant. Not anytime soon, let me tell you that, said Karen emphatically. Too much stuff to do to get bogged down with kids, maybe in five or so years. She turned to the intern, right? She queried, to which the intern just smiled and nodded. We put Karen on some steroid-based medications right at the time of her menses, which relieved the pain significantly from the first month she was taking the pills. When I left the practice, she went from being seen every month to every three months to every six months with, at most, only a mild headache at the beginning of menses, but nothing like she had experienced previously. We did bring up some of the newer medications to see if those might help as well, but the patient refused noting that she didn't want to break what was fixed, obviously an allusion to her family business and furniture repair. And that intern, who so dutifully told me that her dad was a neurologist, 
she ended up switching to neurology from family practice as well. I guess it was really trying to keep it all in the family. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.